Hello, how's it happening, people? Welcome back to the Booth Review Season 3, Episode 1, with myself, Nathan King, and of course, Brandon Higley. Uh, today is going to be an interesting one because, uh, well, the Buffalo Bills suck still. Dallas Cowboys <laughs> suck always. Uh, we're going to talk about some Luka Doncic. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of the hires the offseason. We'll probably go into, you know, our the predictions uh, in the AFC, NFC for this week's matchup because I'll probably have this posted tonight. Some draft stuff, some award winners, uh, you know, you just get ready. You're listening. And first off, I just want to get out of the way, so we're going to start with the Bills. Okay. Well, lots to talk about here with the Buffalo Bills. Um, do you want to look at the good, the bad, or the ugly? Yeah, I do. Which one do you want to start with is what I'm asking. <laughs> we'll start with the ugly. Uh, so Tyler Bass uh, shanked that field goal. Yeah. Uh, good on him. His organization's getting a lot of money, but he <laughs> organizedly he, he ended their season. I feel like there's better ways to raise money for your charity. Yeah, yeah. If I if I wanted to raise money, I wouldn't miss kicks. Like if, that's gonna kind of set an example for him and his children moving forward to <laughs> miss kicks. I will say though, he has been known to be a very clutch kicker in his past. That's about the first big kick I think he's ever missed. So. I will say though is it's kind of been that kind of showed off our whole season, yeah. And it also kind of showed off the season he had been having, where he'd either just be electric or he would just sh- he'd mi- he missed a lot this year. He did. Team. He had a rough season. Um, kickers will have years like that. Boswell, obviously, you know Chris Boswell is one of the better kickers in the league. He has down years where he's like, you can't trust him either. It's just part of the job. But uh, I. I think the magnitude of this missed kick will be tougher for him to bounce back, though. Um, Especially with the history of the team. Yeah, like the way he missed it wide right, obviously no Bills fan needs an introduction to those two words. Um, I was hoping it would go left at least to balance out those yeah, forces. Maybe the next one would have gone in. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a tough scene for Tyler Bass. However, I will say I don't think they're winning that game even if he makes the kick. I agree. Mahomes had nearly two minutes to go, and they hadn't stopped him all half. So the loss isn't completely on him. Just sucks that they didn't really have a chance to send it to overtime. I will say um, I'm going to come to the defense of Josh Allen here because I thought he had a pretty good game. He made the throws he needed to. There were quite a few drops. That digs drop on that deep route. Yeah, that, what a throw, by the way. That, that was the best throw I've seen all year long. That that gorgeous, beautiful place fit. Just it was a right. I don't just in the air, like you yeah. know, just a rifle. Beautiful ball. <laughs> Dropped by Diggs, which we'll get into that, but, like, just Diggs in general. But also, everyone, the end. The one mistake he made, everyone saying he missed that check down on Diggs. He could have got a touchdown a few plays later, something like that. I will say, the the route he did miss was a wide-open touchdown is what was missed. Yeah, but it's tough to drive the ball downfield with some uh, power when Deion Dawkins just got bitched by Chris Jones. A little bit, yes. Uh, it, but nobody's saying Deion Dawkins, oh, it was his fault at the end. I feel like Allen made the right read. He just missed the throw there. Cause every- yeah. well, I mean, he, he didn't get hit, but he definitely saw the pressure yeah. right in his face. Even with the pressure, though, 15 – I'll say I'll say eight out of ten times he makes that touchdown throw. Yeah. Like he, the one he made to Shakir earlier in, earlier in the game was much more that ridiculous than that. That was an amazing throw also. I honestly, like, he – he might have played the more impressive game. Mahomes just didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. I mean, Allen didn't necessarily turn it over either, but the Bills didn't capitalize on things as much as the Chiefs did. See, for me, he's 
he's the QB that people just love to hate, Allen. And I, I mean, he could have made some of those throws, but at the end of the day, it comes down to our defense not getting any stops. Where yeah. we went from, you know shutting down some of these teams we held them 17 the first time we scored more points than we did the first time like our offense was clicking on all ends i thought our offense looked really good besides we'll get into damar hamlin's little oopsie daisy play <laughs> but which i didn't even know it went to him i was i they did that and i literally just rolled over dead like a dog like it was terrible but anyway alan played a very good playoff yeah. football game that uh can't be understated enough he was he was really good yeah, yeah, and just, more than what the stat sheet show. Um, but I feel like it was highlighted with just our defense played terribly. And McDermott, uh, McDermott can't coach a big game. Like he can't, and he's never had it. He's never been able to. But I also will say this in defense of him, missing way too many stars on that side of the ball. going to get. You can't expect to beat Patrick Mahomes missing your All Pro linebacker, your All Pro corner, and. Some of your best defensive linemen, they played, but they were pretty banged up also. Yeah, you have a banged-up Douglas as well. You're missing your number two corner in Benford. Uh, obviously, Trey's out. Milano is the best player in our defense. Bernard was He's also out. banged up. Yeah. so uh, Bernard was out, wasn't he? And Hyde's been hurt all year. He hasn't been the same. Uh, we had Dotson back. Bernard was out for the game. Oh, Bernard was out, yeah. yeah. Dotson was also banged up, though. Dotson was banged yeah, up yeah, coming yeah. off. Uh, I think it might have been an ankle. But you had A.J. Klein in there. You had uh, Dane Jackson playing corner, which he's all right at, but he's not good when he's covering, you know, a better receiver. But the main thing is you're playing a tight end heavy team with Travis Kelsey. Even in a down year is a good year for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and he was prime Travis Kelsey again the other night. Yeah. Fantastic you, game. Absolutely. You you put a linebacker like A.J. Klein on him, you're not covering him. A.J. Klein's yeah. 30, uh, like 35 or yeah, something. Yeah, he's off the couch. Yeah. And then, obviously, like – it's playoff Mahomes. Such a different animal than Mahomes in the regular season, and it happens every year. People are trying to dethrone him in the media constantly. And we got him to playoff time, and he just wins, man. He's the best in the world, and he's not going anywhere for a long time. So. No, um, one thing I do want to mention is uh, people keep talking about the draft. Well, a few ones. The Bills trading, you know, the Mahomes saying it's the one of the worst decisions they made. Not very injury, we still ended up getting Josh Allen, uh, yeah. Tremaine Edmonds, and we got um, Trey White from that. Right. So I don't think it really killed They got us. some decent value, yeah. Uh, I mean, the drop from Mahomes to Allen isn't necessarily as big as the drop from, like, Trey White to some of the Chiefs corners. Except I will say for LeJarrius Sneed, but we're talking hypothetically in this situation, the value the Bills got back, including – picking Josh Allen the year after. Yeah. Not the worst thing in the world. Sneed's really, like, it's been, their defense has been very underrated. I'll say that. And this yeah. defense is what's been winning him a lot of games. Um, I'll give Sneed a lot of credit, and I'll give McDuffie a lot of credit. McDuffie is a dog, yeah. Yeah. Two, uh, two years, two AFC championship appearances. <sighs> I'm just, I can't believe, we were supposed to draft him. Mm-hmm. And they, they end up getting the draft pick, and we panicked and got Elam. Yeah, which isn't looking like a very good pick right now. No, no. And it, I'll, I'll still give him time, but it is he's a man corner for our zone defense. Yeah. Um he was all, he's a project pick as was Rousseau, so you can't always hit on him. Mm-hmm. Rousseau obviously becoming a very good football player. D-line looks good. Yeah. The the Buffalo D-line is set for years, especially after extending Oliver. They got to get Epinesa locked up this offseason, but I'm pretty confident they will do that. I, yeah. 
Uh, he I think sh- we'll his re- number shouldn't be too high, and he would most likely be willing to come back on a team-friendly deal. Epidesa and I think Dodd said we could side for a relatively like, team-friendly yeah, deal. Yeah, 100%. And those two are, have both been amazing keystones for like our defense over this year. Yeah. So, Yeah, probably going to have to replace Hyde. Hyde, I, I don't know if you saw his wife put out an emotional yeah, thing saying he doesn't gone. know the direction. I think he's going to retire, especially I believe that if we don't re-sign him, he's gone. And at this point, I think it. As much as I hate to say it, I don't think we should. With yeah, the money, he we wasn't need, the same. He wasn't the same. No, he had a fall off, and I, I love Hyde, and he. Does, I think he deserves the wall fame because he, him, and Poyer really exemplified like the turnaround from the drought. Yeah, uh, they were on those first teams. Yeah, the the first McDermott team. So he was coming from Green Bay, and then uh, Poyer was coming from the Browns. I think at yeah. that point. Yep. But uh, which that year I watched football, and I was like, I don't know these guys. Like I, I knew them, but it, that whole defense was different. But they came in and they played. But Hyde at this point, his age is showing. Poyer a little bit too, but Poyer still is play. He's gotten a little better with age, I feel, like a wine. And I feel like uh, Hyde's kind of with his neck problems. Yeah, more, really. yeah. Poyer, um, he's he's dodged the major injuries like Hyde. He's slowing down a little bit, but he's still a serviceable starting safety for them. Um, I think next year probably is his last year, though. Yes. Uh, but he's going to play out the rest of his deal, most likely. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely think Epidesa gets locked up uh, with the money that Leonard Floyd had. Yeah, Floyd ain't going to be back. No. And Von Miller's a good cut candidate also. Because I think they had, I think they had an, an out after two years, if I'm not mistaken. Three years. Is it three? So yeah. he's locked up next year, he's too? He's locked up next year. That stinks for their cap hit It really situation. does stink. Uh, Josh Allen will take more hit. But uh, where do we go from here? Uh Hope we get healthy, I feel, is really. But I think come draft time, um, I I go receiver. It's either going to be receiver or safety, in my opinion. I think Kid K, if we lock up uh, Raph again, I think we're going to end up going. I think he'll just start at the free safety and we'll have yeah. Poyer on last year. Yeah. Um, unless we get a second-round safety. But I think it'll probably go wide receiver, wide receiver sub form of safety or maybe another G lineman. And another pretty solid receiver class. Um, we've been seeing a lot of that lately. Maybe a center. That's the because the rest of our O line's locked up for like right. five years. Right yeah, now. is Morse out of? No, he's he's back. I uh, think I think he still has another year at least. I can check that for you. But uh, continuing though, I do think we go receiver first round. I think Kincaid is going to bloom and be a great player. He already is, in my opinion. I yeah. Um, and he's just consistent. He's going to go out there. He's going to get you yards. Um. But I think what's been missing is Gabe Davis going to be gone this offseason. There's no way he comes back, I feel. Yeah. And they, everyone always likes to say big game Gabe, but if you're a Bills fan, he's very inconsistent Gabe in the sense where he'll sh- he has those big games like twice a year where he's – okay, I'll compare him. Tyler Lockett, solid receiver, okay? But I remember for like four years straight, he would have two games a year where he'd go for like 50 <laughs> fantasy points. Yeah. And that's what Gabe Davis is for the Bills is where – He's not even at the level where Tyler Lockett was, but he will either disappear for four or five games or he'll have 140 yards. Yeah, and I think he's a product of uh, teams just forgetting him in the scheme of their defense because of the weapons that they have at their disposal. Um, The emergence of Khalil Shakir kind of opened Gabe Davis up a little bit as well when Shakir started to ball out. then the injury obviously hurt him there at the end. Um, he's a good candidate to be a, a team's receiver three or maybe like a Chiefs number two. He's not going to get big money. I don't think it's a huge loss for Buffalo 
pretty replaceable style of receiving. Uh, the only thing that stinks is Josh Allen did like Gabe Davis, but mm-hmm. you know that's just part of the business Absolutely. in the NFL. So I think as a business decision, it's just good at this point to move on, cut ties. Um, by the way, Mitch Morse is signed for next year at uh, six point eight million. He would there is an out though if they do cut him. That's not a bad number for him because he's not terrible. No, he's not, but I think it is time. Like, if they get a center, I wouldn't be mad because Osiris Torrance is going to be a stud cut in the next few years. Yeah. I mean, there were times where you could tell he was a rookie, especially with, like, the little jump, like, a few jumps and stuff. But as a pass blocker and run blocker, he looked great, and our run our run offense really opened up due to having him. Yeah. So I First-round talent in the second round, so. Yeah. Um, no, I think we just have to get healthier, though. Uh, get I think getting a, a weapon – I mean, we got the weapon in Kincaid, but getting that receiver weapon will yeah. definitely help open up that offense, get someone more consistent than Gabe Davis. Um, I'm not sure where we'll go yet, but, I mean, receivers, there's so many good receivers, you can't really mess it up unless you're the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, they, they they tend to mess it up. But you saw... They took Mike Williams in the top five, if I'm not mistaken. Top ten, at least. Who'd they draft this year? Quinton... Quinton Johnson. Yeah. He is... I'm, I feel like it's just safe enough to say he's a certified bum. Yeah. He can't catch. The last two – okay, so in the first round, there's always – every year there's one receiver that will be a bust and then, like, eight guys that are all right. So, I, I mean, before that it was Traylon Burks, I feel. Traylon Burks, uh, Jalen Rager got yeah. picked before Justin Jefferson. So, there, there's one a year. I mean, yeah. Uh, Henry Ruggs would have been good. Yeah, that wasn't really a talent thing. He just kind of decided to be dumb. That, that was more of a Raiders thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the only time they hit on a draft pick, and then he does that. So I personally, for me, I think that you can't really mess up at receiver. There were like twelve guys taken, and they all went over five hundred yards. Besides Quentin Johnston this year, I believe. Yeah. I mean, you had Puka Nakua go off this Puka, year. Puka Zay Flowers, yeah. um, Jordan Addison, uh, Tank Dell, Tank Dell, yeah, very good class for receivers. And then the year before, there was even more man. Um, JSN. Oh, that JSN was last year also. JSN, so. But JSN is going to bloom once. Um, yeah, he had a there. very, very, very good second half yeah. of the season. Um, you had uh, JSN. Um, you had Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, Tank Dell, Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims, Rasheed Jalen Rice. Hyatt was very good for the Giants. Hyatt was there. Um, uh, I will say Josh Downs had a really good year, and he didn't get talked about much. No, I, I joshed out uh, some of the ones that just naming that were in this. Uh, Mingo's been solid. Uh, Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's a dog. Yeah. Rasheed Rice. Yep, Rasheed Rice. Very good receiver. Uh, so, yeah, there were a few. Um, and then, obviously, Puka was late. But it's there's so many that are solid in there that it's – if you use a first-round pick, you're probably going to be all right on a receiver. Yeah. Even a second, a third. Like, you're going to find talent most of the time. I mean, most of the talent uh, that you find, like, most talent in the NFL is fourth, fifth-round picks anyway. Yeah. Isn't it, like, over half the league yeah. is day three picks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that's interesting to me. I mean, obviously, there's more rounds, but still, you have some of these guys just step up, obviously. Yeah. And especially with a, a skill position like receiver, there's so many good ones now that you know yeah and a lot of good teams if they pick a receiver in the fifth round it's pretty easy to be good when you got like josh allen or patrick mahomes throwing you the football like that's part of it too so 
Um, you know, receivers are very dependent on their situation. They always have been, so that's nothing new. Shakir's 24, by the way, for the Bills, so that's I think that it's good to keep him around because he actually, second half of the year, bloomed as well. Yeah, he and was really good. It's because he had some different where I'd say Allen, most of his career, has had small receivers. Uh and then he he needed tall. I think he needed more taller receivers from those deep guys. This year it was like a lot a lot of tight ends, a lot of taller receivers besides Diggs. Yeah. And then you had you had Shakir add something that was missing without McKenzie because McKenzie even if he didn't do a lot, he did open the offense with the fear of like trick plays and a lot of the jet sweeps and things like that. We yeah. missed that this he year. Speed is a tool. And before he's had guys like Cole Beasley in there, so not having that slot. John guy. Brown was big in his development. John Brown was. We've a, talked about that before. Yeah, he's so under. I think he was very under rated in his development you had originally his number one was robert foster but zay jones, zay jones was there for a little bit yeah, yeah as number two which is crazy robert foster was bounced right after that 600 yeah. yards with allen but um but it, you saw just a few of those guys and that were smaller especially like john brown and cole beasley that really helped his development and then without that small receiver it kind of hurt him but shakir made a lot of those plays where he's just shifty that play against minka was you know yeah, that was unreal but um Anyway, I think that's that's it I have for my tangent for the Bills. About 20 minutes of a tangent. Yeah, so. hey, that's fine. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to touch briefly on the Steelers, just because I told you I would. <laughs> yeah. Just because I, I, it's an angry week for me. You you say your piece, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say how I felt about how the season ended. Okay, I'll say my piece real quick. Steelers, um, well, one, they would have been much better if they did not decide to go out and start a bum like they do every year. This year it was Mitch Trubisky. They always have a few game stretch where they decide to drop a few games and finish off strong. But I will say, uh, they get a lot of praise for being one and done every year. Uh, what I compared them to, I said they were the St. Louis Cardinals of football as of late, <laughs> where they'd make the playoffs and get bounced immediately, normally the Cardinals within two days. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I said is, this draft, get a damn QB and stop throwing people like Mitch out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, if they get a QB, you guys are set. You just need one because with Allen, guys, the last time you guys were really good is when you had Ben. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously Ben got hurt. Ben wasn't what he was. But you guys, you need to get a damn QB and stop doing the same thing. The defense is fine. Just make that move. Mm -hmm. And I will say, last time we made the playoffs, and even the year before when Kenny Pickett was a rookie, um, I didn't feel the same about the future of this organization that I do right now. I'm really, really pleased with the roster and the weapons that they got on offense minus quarterback. Uh, huge, huge year for the O-line. The O-line was awesome. You could say we had one of the best, if not the best, rushing game down the stretch in the entire NFL uh, with the two-back um, little thunder and lightning thing there. Curse Jones. Wait, Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones, Broderick Jones transformed Wait, the O-line completely. He's a Cardinal. He's a Cardinal, yeah. okay. But, jo oh, Broderick Jones is huge, yeah. Yeah, Jones and the addition of Sayomalo. Um, James Daniels is still a beast. They so. didn't start Broderick Jones at first, did they? No, no. When he st when he he After Broderick Jones, so this is a real stat. After Broderick Jones began to start, the Steelers had the number two ranking in the NFL in rushing efficiency and rushing offense behind, obviously, the Niners. Yeah. Which... That, I don't even care about that. Um, and then you got two really good receivers, like George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, like him or hate him. Um, both really, really quality NFL receivers. Uh, Pickens maybe more so than Johnson. 
But I think they play off of each other nicely. Johnson's more of the route running type. He, he runs fantastic routes. And then Pickens is just, you throw it up in the sky, he's going to go get it. Yeah. And then Fryermuth, solid tight end, didn't stay healthy this year, which was unfortunate. Um, so he's the weapons young, are there. Though, isn't he? He's like 24. He's like 25, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the weapons are in place. Um, the thing about him is the quarterback play. Uh, Kenny Pickett, not a great year for Kenny Pickett. Uh, very disappointing for his development arc. Mitch Trubisky automatically gave us three losses in a very crucial stretch that would have gotten us a top, a higher seed than we got. We wouldn't have had to go into Buffalo. Uh, but then, like, you see what this offense can do with even mediocre quarterback play or decent quarterback play. Mason Rudolph averaged, like, 250 passing yards in his three-game stretch pretty in regular season. Game against us. And he was pretty good. And not, obviously, on the level of some of these other guys, but decent quarterback play this offense is an actual threat to defenses and you have to actually scheme for that so you can see the vision of the general manager omar khan ground and pound and then trust your two big receivers and it worked down the stretch Mm -hmm. and that's why they were so dominant on offense it was fun to watch i enjoyed watching us have the football again for the first time since pre-injury big ben which has been far too long for this organization yes However, I was happy with the effort in the playoff game. Um, that game was a lot closer down the stretch. They get a stop on third and whatever it was. They get the ball with a chance to go tie the game in Buffalo. So without a quarterback and without their best player, yeah. um, pretty good effort. What's the stat without T.J. Watt right now? They're now 1-11 all time without T.J. Watt. So if you think there's anyone else, and we'll get to this later, if you think anyone else on the planet – is should win defensive player of the year don't talk to me you're wrong yeah uh but very good spot for this organization a lot of these young guys actually all of these young guys are locked up there's no one that this team is going to lose next year that i care about mm -hmm. so i'm i'm very happy go get your additions you got a lot of cap space and go get a quarterback now and i'll give you my top three that i want and then i'm done talking about the steelers number one i want justin fields badly for this reason i think he doesn't get enough credit for being the athlete he is being in chicago he has got the ability to be one of those tier s quarterbacks tier a quarterbacks just based on his ability alone he just needs a little guidance which the steelers could give him with mike tomlin Mm -hmm. number two i would take Jaden daniels if they would trade up for him i think that this team needs a fresh start in the quarterback room Kind of like Fields, J- Daniels can run around. He can make things happen. He has the ability to be in that upper echelon. Mm-hmm. And three, if they're going to run it back with Mason Rudolph for a year as a bridge quarterback and then figure it out next offseason, I'm also fine with that. He's a guy who's going to win you games, and we saw what he can do this the end of, towards the end of the year, and he was very good for them. Very good for them is middle of the road for the NFL, which is all we need. So, I've been saying that for a long time. My main question here is – um. Well, okay, I have two things. One, uh, unrelated to, you know, them getting a quarterback. You think Mitch should be done in the NFL after what he's shown? There's no way that a team is going to look at what he's done in the last two years, his body of work, and be like, yeah, let me pay that guy. I just uh, – What a waste of money. He got to sit behind Josh Allen. I, I, I will say that. He got to sit behind Josh Allen for a year. 
He learned nothing. Apparently, right? Like he sat back there and he was like, "Yeah, what that guy's doing, I cannot do one eightieth of that. I can't sniff his armpit. Like it was awful." Yeah. And how do you get worse from your rookie year? That's what, he was. He was a Pro Bowler. He yeah. looked. He had promise. And that's what happens when you're a bear. I but, guess um, so. That's why Justin Fields needs to leave now. I will say, if the if the Bears make the dumb decision to not trade back here and to actually get Caleb Williams, which I, I've said before, I think Caleb Williams looks incredibly overrated. I will agree with that. I'll get to that. But I think that the Steelers, if they're willing to give him up, I think the Steelers should really try to go and uh, get um, – I was about to say Mitch Trubisky – uh, you should go get Justin Fields. Yeah, and the asking price isn't going to be anything insane. Yeah. Because why would you ask for a ton if you're already going to have another franchise even quarterback? If it's a, even if it's Justin Fields is young, if it's a first-round pick, I think you guys should send I'd it right I do it right also because we're a quarterback away from legitimately going into Buffalo, and that's a way better game. And we're Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. If like he, that. Snap of a finger. Where, you do, where would you guys draft? Like 20-something? We're 20. Yeah, a 20th pick for Justin Fields? Come on. Exactly. I would trade a first and a third. Yeah. Because this team's a quarterback away from being in the Super Bowl contention. Like, actually being in contention. And then, uh, if not, I think they really should try and trade up for Jaden Daniels. I think he's an excellent quarterback. He's the one guy I think we could actually trade up for and get. We obviously aren't going to trade in the top three to get Drake May or Caleb Williams. That's mm-hmm. not happening. Daniels is going to be from, like, the 7 to 10 range yes. in there. And that's feasible. And we've done that before to go get Devin Bush, unfortunately. But it's possible. Do you think Penix? Are you a fan of I'm, Penix? I'm not. I think he was a really good college quarterback. But he's, like, 25. And his throwing patterns and his decision-making, not a huge fan. If you watch the tape on him, he's a benefit of having arguably the best receiver room in college football and it took him five years to even get to this level of play. If you would have told me to be a first-round pick last year, I would have laughed you right out of the room. People have McCarthy falling at, like, 16th, and even for That's that— That's nuts as well. Yeah, I, I see that, too, and I'm just like, no, come on. No. Like, I get he won He was a benefit of the best defense in the country. Yeah, I get that. And the best two running backs in the country. I get you in a natty, but that doesn't mean your quarterback play is the best in the country. Yeah. Like he, Stetson Bennett, same thing with yeah. him. Where's he at now? He's out of the league. Yeah. Is he actually out now? Yeah, I think something happened. But, like, still, he was never going to play for the Rams. No, you had a few. And even uh, TCU's quarterback. Um, Max Duggan went Max to the Duggan. Natty. He got cut Char- in training camp. Yeah, Chargers, right? Yeah. And it's just the, some guys are just college guys. It's a different game. And I don't think McCarthy – you know, I'll go into this tangent real quick um, because I said I'd do it. But biggest buzz draft, I just think McCarthy, like, if he goes, you know, top 20 or in the first round, it's – wasting a first round pick mm-hmm. like if you take him in the fifth round whatever yeah if you take him in the first round though you're an idiot yeah i i agree um if mccarthy goes in the first round it's him if not it's going to be either michael Penix or bo Nix for me i just they're kind of the same kind of trajectory took him five years to really figure out how to be an elite quarterback in college football and there's also a certain nfl quarterback that it was on the exact same trajectory. It took him five years to be an elite or an elite college quarterback, and he happens to wear number eight for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yeah, same exact trajectory. It's, like I'm so terrified that they're gonna the Steelers are gonna take one of those two, and just restart everything, and then see, they're what you wasted T.J. Watt's career. The <laughs> yes, I think if they if they don't if they make a move like that, T.J. Watt is wasting his career. Yeah, but um, what I will say is. 
some of these teams are so quarterback, like, we need a quarterback now. Like, if you guys suck, a quarterback's not going to make you not suck, especially a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Like, you have to make a lot of moves. I will say Texans, they brought in a lot of guys. Yeah. So and they also got one of those guys that I was mentioning before has the natural raw talent to be in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. Yeah. I never saw that in Bryce Young. Obviously saw that in Anthony Richardson, and he's going to be up there also. He's so good. And he we barely saw anything on him before yes. he got hurt and then hurt again. And he was so good. Yeah. Um. So that's why I think Jaden Daniels can be in that group uh, very quickly, kind of like C.J. Stroud. And I think Justin Fields can with the right coach and the right fit also. Mm-hmm. If you watch the tape, he does things that other quarterback cannot do. Yes. And he uses his legs. And he also has a top six to – Five six arm in the NFL. The very few Bears games that I watched, it would always be a beautiful pass by Justin Fields, and then his receivers would act like it was they just yeah throw it back like it was <laughs> it, it was pathetic like it'd be a dot like a scrambling dot he'd avoid three guys you know going circles I'm exaggerating of course but still he'd mm-hmm. throw a dot it, it dropped yeah after goose egg by the receiver his line sucks his coach stu- he sucks too. And he's always trying to play catch-up because his defense is awful. And he has no running game because yeah. his starting running back was Donta Foreman. They they get players. The Bears every year get players, especially older players, like they're contending for a Super Bowl. Yeah. And some of the trades they make and stuff, that they make like they're a good team. And they have to remember they're not a good team. No. And they need to get younger. Yeah. Um. If they were smart, they would trade back. Take Marvin Harrison at three. Yes. And probably take a tackle at like seven or eight, wherever they trade back to. If you get Justin Fields with Marvin, you you get mm. if you and DJ Moore, that would be just, disgusting. Yeah, Cole Komet, Justin Fields. You have Cole Komet. You have DJ Moore. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison's going to be a top ten receiver coming into the league. Yeah, and then you take a tackle like Fashanu or Joe Alt. You're set. Oh my like, god, your Joe offense Alt's is set. And they need to re-sign Jalen Johnson for their sake. Jalen Johnson is. I will say that's the one bright spot on their defense. Yes. Young defensive stud. He's locked down. Um, we're 30 minutes in. Good on us. Um, okay. I want to talk about the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Should we, should we name drop? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do it. So, John Adamowski, I love you, man. Devin, Devin you, you actually have crapped on Dak. I, I love you, buddy. And you you gave us crap last time about oh you know picking quarterbacks over Dak. Right now, Mac Jones might be a better pick than Dak. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say this: we've waited all season for this day. I we've I, been giving Dak the credit he deserved. I gave him so much praise. I said he was the MVP at one point. He was at one point, but, but. he is back, folks. <laughs> Dak attack is back, and he is back in full force. What a shit show from number four the other day. <laughs> Big game Dak out there. Losing against a quarterback starting in his first year. I, not, he's not a first-year quarterback, but Jordan Love, this is his first year playing. Yes, and the first seven seed to ever win an NFL playoff game <laughs> in grand fashion. They went into AT&T Stadium and whooped their ass. Oh, my God. That game, the final score does not tell you the story of that game because it was 48-17 to 17 at one point, guys. This well, is bad. Dak's garbage time stats are up there with like elite quarterbacks. Like he yeah. looks like Peyton Manning when he's I mean, down by. What he throw for? I mean, he was just awful, and he still made it look good on the stat sheet. He was horrible, guys. 
<laughs> Hold H- on. I'm just – I don't know. I I will say, too, though, that defense was Swiss cheese as well. It was really bad. You're telling me that top three defense, Micah Parsons, oh, he's close to T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, I've heard to him. He should be in that conversation. It goes T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, big gap, Micah Parsons. So here we go. I mean, he threw for 403, but his quarterback rating was 42.7. Do you agree with that statement, too, though? Yeah, I, I think Micah Parsons showed he's not on the same tier. Miles Garrett wrecks games every week, even when he doesn't get sacks, which this is why I don't think he's the uh, depoy, is because PFF gives him a lot of credit for quarterback pressures rather than actual sacks. But at least he's still doing that every week, and he never no-shows a game. Yes. Uh, TJ Watt gets actual sacks every week. He wrecks the game. There's games like this game where Micah Parsons just really didn't do much of anything. Hear me out. I'm not saying he's bad. He is obviously an elite edge rusher. He is in the top of the top. He's just not on the same tier as the top top two. Three edge rushers right now. That's the three. It's Watt, Garrett, Parsons to me. Hear me out. I might, instead of Parsons, I might go Max Crosby just because he's a workhorse. Max Crosby is very good. It'd be tough to argue against that. It also, like, it depends on your preference. For me, I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty close. I might lean Parsons slightly just because of the stuff he does in coverage, but Max Crosby is a better rusher of the quarterback. Why why I might go Max Crosby? I will say Parsons is he's incredibly quick. It's because Max Crosby doesn't have an, a, the rest of an elite defense around him. That's also true. He does carry that defense. So it's always Max Crosby. Every play he's relentless. And maybe I'm just crapping on the Cowboys. I just think Micah Parsons is top five. Okay. I'll say that. Yeah, and that's no doubt. But there is a big gap between it between TJ Watt and Miles Garrett and everyone else. Yeah. And that's what showed there. Yep. And it's not close. No. Um there's like great players that are all A tier. There's only two S tier edge rushers in the league right now. Yeah. And they both play in the same division. Yep. Uh and yeah, yeah, just yeah, I'm yeah on a yacht. And uh, I mean, if Watt doesn't win it, I'm going to be mad, but Garrett also is just as good as TJ Watt. Hell of a season. That's a, from you, you that's genuine because I know yeah, that's I your do guy. not like the Cleveland Browns. Yes. But that guy's very good at football. Miles Garrett was worth the, the pick. Yes. Absolutely. And a lot of times those edge rushers at number one don't pan out. He definitely panned out. Yeah. Uh, you did see Clowney definitely had a rebound year this year. He was okay, yeah. And so I, I good for him. Uh, That's also, I think, part of this. Like he was around uh, the best defense in the NFL. What I will say, uh, though, like about that Cowboys game as well, some praise to Jordan Love. Yeah, Jordan Love's. Um, he turned it up. I I said the Packers were gonna be very bad, and I thought they started off solid. They had a big like they had a long stretch that was slow, and then Jordan Love was like, you know what, guys, I am good at football. Yeah, and he like as soon as we went off the air in the fall, he just started balling out yeah so he kind of made us eat our words a little bit but like nobody on planet earth even himself probably saw what he did coming i'll gladly eat my words at the time it wasn't a bad take and then that's what a lot of this stuff is talking about sports is like talking about stuff at the current moment it's very it's all most of the time not most of the time some of the times it's going to come back to bite you he made he made some bad reads and he, he made some bad plays for quite a few weeks it was just a slump for the team yeah but i will say the Dak takes, they may have aged pretty well for us now. 
Mike McCarthy's staying. Yeah, that's the joke of the night because that franchise has well, no yeah. idea what it takes to win anymore. They are the – let me let me think about this. What's a team that's that used to win a lot that doesn't win anymore? Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Chicago Bulls. There you go. I mean, yeah, but the Bulls aren't really as successful. I mean, the Cowboys haven't been awesome the last decade. So, I mean, they had that 4-12 and season. I mean, all their glories in the 90s. I mean, you could argue they're the Chicago Bulls of the NFL. You really could. Uh, I, Yeah. And the Toronto Maple Leafs. That might be a better analogy. Yeah. The Maple Leafs. They're, they score a lot of points always. And yeah. Then, they just can't win in the playoffs. They choke God, every year. Jerry Jones, as soon as he's no longer the owner. Slash GM. Yeah. It, they'll be so much better. It, he's been, like, delegating over them for so long that it's just – they need a new face, man. They need someone that's not Jerry. There's a lot of really good coaches out there right now that are not hired anywhere, too. And they're going to keep Mike Belichick? McCarthy. Belichick's out there Belichick. still. Harbaugh was out there for a while. Yeah, Harbaugh was out there. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's out there. still get Pete Carroll. Like, um, ben Johnson is oh out God. there. Mike Vrabel. Can Mike you imagine Vrabel's Vrabel out there. On that team? But there's a lot of young OCs also. Like, yeah. Like I said, Ben Johnson. Uh, Joe Brady would not be a bad option either. I'll give you a stat line. Uh, I think since 2022, no offensive or every team has changed their offensive coordinator. Every team, huh? Since 22, which for Steelers good, almost didn't. <laughs> for good and bad, because I will say everyone's like, "Oh, that's bad for teams." A lot of these guys got head coaching jobs. It's not offense. Yeah, league. not all of it's bad. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see a few guys out there that have that have done really well. You've seen some that have done really bad once they're hired. But I will say, it it is what it is. But Everyone to be gone by 2022 is crazy. Yeah. Uh, that means anyone middle of the pack scrapped. And I think it comes down to a lot of it is once you figure an offense, a lot of these offensive coordinators, once you figure out like what they're going to run on offense, they kind of run the same thing. Yeah, and I think it's all because like a lot of the OCs nowadays are all young, and this is kind of their first major job where they have to involve themselves in decision-making. Um, but some of them don't. You know, a lot of the ones that get fired do. Mm-hmm. I would say. Is Matt Canada runs the same three plays out of his is notebook. It, you talk about young. Is it strange to you that some of the best young players, like some some of the guys drafted right now, are younger than us at this point? Yeah, that's nuts. You, We're sitting here on a podcast I think we're cool uh, shitting on Dak <laughs> Prescott. And you, and you have guys like Wemby. Are you uh, – um, oh, my God. Uh, Connor, Zach Benson is yeah, Zach, 18 playing in the National Hockey League. Is, is Connor uh, Bedard is – Bedard is 18 or 19. Yeah, he, he's younger than us, I thought. But he, <laughs> and he's doing all this. But we still are both better quarterbacks than Dak Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might be. It's pretty close. It's close. I think I have a better chance of winning a playoff game than Dak Prescott. Just as good of a chance. <laughs> Who's he beat in the playoffs other than the eight and nine bucks? I, I, would, I throw less picks than Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah yeah less touchdowns too yeah but i mean my qbr i think your qbr start, starts a little higher than 32 so you could have done literally nothing yes i believe the at the rate of throw what was his in the game you said it was 42.7 42 if you throw a hail mary every game i believe it's like i think the stat line is you're projected to get a 34 qbr 33 34 <laughs> that's hail mary every game if he ran four verts every time he would have 
10 points less. He is a very one-read guy for them down the stretch this year. So am I in Madden. It's yeah. my problem. You can't, you can't just look at 88 just to try to keep him happy. You have weapons. And I love CeeDee Lamb. I think he's a very good receiver, but he was kind of being a bitch down the stretch saying, give me the ball. Tony Pollard's overrated, too. He is. He's very overrated. With that offensive line, you should rush for 1,500 yards. I think I'd get a yard. I would not get a yard. I'd fumble the snap. But <laughs> not the snap. But, I know. would get a yard with that line. I oh. guarantee you I would. Well, you're built like an offensive lineman. Yeah, I'm 6'6", 325. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a video, though. It might not show all that. Yeah. But uh, Chargers, uh, they got Harbaugh. Uh, um. I'm not going to say necessarily good or bad for the Chargers yet because we'll see. He's a great football coach, great culture. It's just that or that organization finds a way to screw things up a lot. But I will say good for Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Winning a national championship and getting out before you get all your wins vacated is the biggest power move I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Because they're going to get him taken away. So good on him for getting out of there. Absolutely. And I think, well, obviously good for him there, but – Good for Justin Herbert, I think. He, I, the Chargers are all, always a team with so much talent and they never put it together. But you have a guy like Harbaugh that, you know, in college, obviously, and in the NFL previously, is good at managing talent. Yeah. So I think that – I mean, the culture he instills everywhere he goes, from San Francisco. Yeah. He was at Stanford, um, Michigan, obviously, now. He's maybe got the best track record of any head he coach. Doesn't even, listen, for the Chargers to be good, he doesn't even have to be a good coach. He just has to let the players do what they do instead of hindering them. Yeah. You know what would be hilarious is if they traded Herbert and drafted J.J. McCarthy in the first round. Could you imagine? stuck him back with Harbaugh. That, <laughs> I mean, that would just be so Chargers. Uh, do you think they keep Eckler? I don't. I no. don't think they're going to want to pay him after the year he had. Definitely. That was rightfully on them, so. though. Yeah. I mean, his usage rate was down. He's just—he's never been a good running back, in my opinion, at running the football. Great pass catcher, um, but between the tackles, he's very average, and he always has been. Austin Eckler, you are a Houston Texan. <laughs> he might be a Houston Texan. <laughs> you is that—is that unfair of me to say? He's never been very good between the tackles at all. No, he's, he's just been an elite pass catcher. He's not great than anything. He's he's pretty good at everything, or solid at least when it comes to running. But at, he, just not between. He's awful between the tackles. Yeah. I will say he can't read a hole. Yeah, no, he he's gets a lot of those stats just because of the volume that he's been getting. Yeah, along with a, a you know solid offense, offensive line, the threat of Herbert tossed it deep to you know Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. So I feel like he's benefited from there. And when you're covering those guys, of course he's going to be open in the flats. Yeah. Like he's a good pass catcher, but he's not. You know, not as good as he once was. Gonna tank my fantasy too. Yeah, but. I traded for him, and that was bad. That was bad news, Bears. Uh, we already talked draft. Uh, award winners. Yeah, we'll talk award winners real quick. Uh, first off, we'll start with MVP. Who do you think it will be, and who do you think it should be? It's pretty much locked up for Lamar right now. Uh huh. Um, which you know, he's having a really good year. They're in the AFC Championship game, number one seed. I mean, it's tough to argue that it shouldn't be Lamar. I, I would give it to him right now if I were a voter. I think Lamar's going to win it, and I think he should, but I also think it did come to him getting hot at the end of the year. He did, yeah. And I think it's been the most it's been the most mediocre year for quarterbacks in a long while. I yeah, think. it's it's not a great quarterback year. I mean, that man had less than 30 touchdowns on the year, and he wins MVP, which is something I haven't seen in 
forever, it seems, unless you're a running back. If Allen would have had literally just not turned the ball over so much. I will say, everyone puts so much emphasis on picks. Lamar had 11 fumbles on the year. He did have 11 fumbles. I think it's because he's kind of brought in the new wave and nobody really knows how to look at that yet uh-huh. from an MVP voter standpoint. Oh, he's not throwing the picks. He's not turning the ball over. But he is. He's just not throwing the picks. Yeah. I I mean, it's good on Lamar. I think he's going to win it. But I will say there's the, all this thing that, oh, all these teams passed on him. The Bills could have had Lamar Jackson. They are just fine. We're, <laughs> I, I still will say I'd rather have Allen. Allen. Yeah, yeah. Allen, he may be five and five in the playoffs. I will say that. Um, but his Lamar, head coach is also five and five in the playoffs. If that makes yeah. sense. Lamar's two and three in the playoffs with great seeding going in. But I mean, he won last week. But historically, he's been a playoff joker. Yeah, a hundred percent. He got his first home win. Yeah, know? and they don't even make it that often when he's there. They haven't made it that often as a as he's been the quarterback. Yeah. So, um. Like, well, in legitimate contender situations. They make the wild card because there's 100 teams. They get. they were the were they the one seed the one year? I thought they were the one yeah, seed. Yeah, they got beat. They, they got beat by the Titans? Yeah, Titans went in and beat them. AFC then, Championship Titans. Yeah. With but, Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Uh, yeah, I talking about Lamar, there's only a handful of quarterbacks that still take over him, and he's still going to win the MVP, which I, is, shows how bad of yeah. a quarterback year these guys had. I, obviously, you take Mahomes. Allen's pretty no-brainer to me also. I take Burrow. Burrow and I think I I think that might be the list. Yeah. You could argue maybe CJ Stroud just because of his youth. But what I But say, right now, no, I would not. MVP, yes, Lamar Jackson and I I'm not just hating. I I love Lamar Jackson. He really is. I don't like the Ravens, but he's really a tough guy to, to dislike. I just don't agree with the fans' takes that he's the best quarterback in the league. He's still. not. He's just had the least ass season this year out of all the MVP yeah, candidates. Yeah, I'll say that. They had Mahomes in the conver- like in the conversation all year, and I was like, this man's not doing anything this yeah. year. Like, stat-wise. It's, it's a regular season award, so he's not going to win it. Yeah. Greatest um, playoff quarterback of our generation, because Brady, I don't consider our generation quite yet. Yeah. So, I think our generation's more Mahomes-Burrow era. Kind of what I'll say in our like our age watching football. We watched it when we were younger, but it's still you know right like That's our kinda, age group yeah. kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think he'll win MVP. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year, CMC Lock. I think at this point it's either CMC or Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I think because Tyreek missed some games, I think that volume. I agree, up. and CMC was, um, just better straight up. I think he carried that off. I mean, he didn't carry that offense, but if they don't have him, they're not where they are. And if the Dolphins don't have Tyreek Hill, they still probably score seven points in that playoff game. Yeah. Because it didn't matter. God, the Dolphins, I they choke that division. They do every year. The Eagles choke that division for the Cowboys not to do anything either, though. It's true. The Bills didn't do anything. Eagles either. put up a better fight. Eh, did they? They got killed, too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so then I can't By the Buccaneers. That. Yeah. At least uh, Hurst didn't suck that bad. a player of the year. As bad as Dak did. <laughs> you hear me? Depoy. I have to give it to TJ. It's got to be. Every stat tells me, TJ, you have one stat with the QB pressures that you could give to Garrett. Other than that, like... The uh, the sack. boo, I scared you stat. Yeah. Sat- <laughs> sacks, QB hits, TFLs, forced fumbles. I think interceptions. Does he he have had an interception, yeah, too. Yeah, interceptions. Like, every major stat goes straight to TJ Watt. And for that reason, 
I mean, the Steelers' record alone shows why he should be the defensive player of the year without him. And And all the injuries they had at linebacker, off-ball linebacker, and for them to still be that pretty good Mm -hmm. defense. um, I mean, 19 sacks is 19 sacks, guys. The record was 23 and a half, and he also happened to set that to tie it. So he's still in the prime of his career. Yes. If you rob him of this award, it costs him, like, potential first ballot Hall of Fame status. I don't like. I get so sick of the voters when they get voters fatigue. They get tired of voting for guys, but they didn't get tired of voting for Aaron Donald a hundred years in a row. Some of these, okay, they, there's voter fatigue, and then sometimes they're just lazy and give it. Aaron Donald got a few lazy ones. Yeah, over just what like, in 2020? Bro. NBA got lazy for a while, where it's like, eh, it doesn't matter the year. No one else stands out. Rudy, you're the defensive player of the year. Yeah, or like. Well, we voted for LeBron too many times. Let's give it to Kevin Durant. Let's give it to Derrick Rose. Love Derrick Rose, but LeBron deserved it that year. Love Derrick Rose. That was the worst, one of the worst MVP seasons of our lifetime. Yeah. I hate to say it. He it just was. Had it was. LeBron definitely deserved it that year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I agree with that. Uh, comeback player of the year. You want to say it on three? Yeah. Four, three. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's him too. I really do. I think they're going to give it to him. Uh, I yeah, I think they're gonna give it to Demar. Uh, do I think deservingly as a Bills fan? No. Who do I think should get it? Who do you think should get it? Actually, I have one guy, and it's obvious. If it's not Hamlin Flacco, but I will say this: I can't be a hypocrite here. I think Demar kind of does deserve it. They gave it to Liam Hendricks in baseball after beating cancer, even though he threw five innings. I, I think deservingly so also. Like, the dude literally died in front of our eyes on TV, came back, and he played in quite a bit of games this year for them. I, I like Tamar. I just think comeback player of the year, come, I get it, but I think it should be to a player that, you know, came back, played better when their career was kind of written off to that sense, which this year I feel like he didn't play as often, just watched every game. He was a healthy scratch most yeah, of it. Yeah, he was. Which, you know, I'm, the whole situation was messed up. But before he did that last year, he was really good for them. Yeah, he, he was very good for them. He was their leading tackler. Yeah, he he picked it up uh, right before that. Uh, the first four weeks he was burnt toast. I'll yeah. say that. But, but he was also a what fifth round rookie. Yeah. Okay. Well, from Pitt, right? Yeah. But what I will say, I like Demar. Um, in my opinion, I think it should go to Baker just because not even Baker's Flacco, a good year too. but just because Baker ended up going to the second round of playoffs after he was written off out of Carolina. Uh, to the sense where there, I remember he was playing, was it scout team D-line and things like that. People yeah. were memeing him all year. Like, he couldn't hit and He went to the Rams and played, that. like, one game. He played really one game, game, had a good dra- or game-winning drive, right? Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people wrote off Baker Mayfield, and this year he came out, and he was like, guys, I, I'm still a pretty solid quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, that's why it's Baker. But if DeMar wins it, I, I get why he went, or won it because that was – Probably the scariest thing I've seen in football. That was pretty wild. That and the Shazier night, yeah. both pretty insane. You never want to see that. No, no matter what team you are, like I don't, know. you don't want to see someone get hurt ever. Mm-hmm. No. So, especially to that level, because at the end of the day, it is a game, Good and that's people. that's why I don't understand. Like people, like Bills fans, it's just fans of anyone, like. Sending death threats, yeah, and things like that. It's never that big. In I mean, uh, and like the thing I don't get about that them doing that to Bass is like he's not intentionally missing. He's that a good kick. guy. He wanted to make that kick more than anybody in that stadium did. I I love Tyler Bass. I'll say that right he's now. He's good kicker, dude. Very he's, good. he's just a great guy. Yeah, and I will say, um, 
Another one was uh, oh the Bulls. Did you see that the Ring of Honor? Yeah, ceremony? I was really actually really pissed off about that. Yeah, the very unclassy as a Bulls. Like, and I don't understand the hate for Jerry Krause. I don't. He, he built saying, the roster that yeah. went on six championship runs. In Everyone's eight years. saying he had an ego, things like that. Maybe he did. He, come on. He built the team. You had Pippin, Michael Jordan. You He brought you in Rodman. Rodman. He brought in Phil Jackson. Like you had a, He brought in Tony Kukoc. Yeah, you had these players like Tony Kukoc that people don't talk about. You have Steve Kerr. You have like just these good role players out there. Yeah. And people are, with his widow and a 10 star, booing him? Yeah, and don't... And if you want to boo him, that's fine. Don't boo his widow, bro. Yeah. That was the worst thing ever. I saw that, and I was just like... as. Especially as a Bulls fan, I was like, "That's pathetic, guys!" Like, yeah. grow up. Yeah. And sports are never that big. Like, I I get it, but that are I by I get it. I mean, I get being upset. Like, oh, I'm mad at this guy, but don't go out there and boo him and do that. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, it is a game, and we won six championships in the '90s. Can you can you be that upset? Chill out. We've had a lot worse since then. If you want to boo, boo the team now. Yeah. Good lord. Like, boo, boo our general manager now. No one's out there uh, booing him. <laughs> no, not yet, anyway. They should. I would. Yeah. Uh, which I'll see the Bulls this year. That'll be exciting. But yeah. uh, well, Maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're Mark Eversley, GM of the Bulls, what do you do with the future? You got to blow it up. We've been saying that for a while. I've been saying blow it up since before. and they. But, but blow it up to the sense where you trade Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch. Blow it up in the sense where we build around Kobe White, or at yep. least have him as Kobe a main White. Core. You got to give Pat Williams at least another chance. Yeah, I would give him a full season without DeRozan and Levine there to see. Hey, listen, buddy, this is your last shot, or else you're also out of here. Yes, absolutely. Just because um, he's young, the paw, the paw of what? But I I'd keep around Alex Caruso. He's a solid Caruso's player. Workhorse, and I see if you can't get Lonzo healthy. I love him, and if he's healthy, he's one of the best true point guards in the entire right. NBA. Who is Kobe White? Kobe White is he a shooting guard? He can do both. He I would prefer him at the two because I'd rather have someone bringing the ball up who's more of a pass first guard. Because our because our one right now, well, it's Lonzo when he's healthy, but then there's Caruso, and then we have Io as well. Yeah, and he's okay. I'm not a huge I, fan. He had a good ceiling, and out of Illinois, I was like, you know, maybe he could do something. And then he showed flashes, and then he kind of fell off the face yeah. of the earth. He doesn't play much D, and he's very inconsistent no, as a shooter. He, he's the Tony Snell, current Tony Snell of the Bulls. Holy, <laughs> uh, there have zero points, or he'll go out and for some reason have like ten or fifteen. Mm-hmm. So hey, there's really no in between. But I, I think they should blow it up. And why do I think? Because we're not going anywhere. No, we were the one seen a few years ago. We were for a while when we had Lonzo, when we had that offense. DeRozan was a little younger. Vooch mm-hmm. was playing solid. He was playing defense actually. Levine was doing what he does, and he was driving to the basket instead of chucking up threes from the logo. When did that? I guess that's the one of the problem. He's not efficient. No. When he was just dunking over everyone, it, I mean, it's pretty easy to make a dunk. I say that I can't dunk, but <laughs> when you're a guy with that athletic ability and that talent to just go up and you know put it in, it's a little easier than shooting it from forty feet out. Yeah. So, but I, I think they should blow it up, and I think they should keep some of the young players, and I think they should keep Kobe White, and I think they should fire their GM right now. Yeah, it's not working. Who did? What's the plan? Like, there's no plan in place. No, you see these teams that have plans and what they're going to do. We're just here, like, we're going to play games, and we're not going to do much in these games. We've won games. The Bulls have looked good, and a lot of that was due to Kobe White. Um, which a lot of teams don't seem to have plans right now. 
Yeah. Like, why the fuck? I mean, I I know that he's also one of the best point guards of our generation, but I think Lillard. We've talked about this before. Lillard is a downgrade from Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a lot younger. Drew Holiday plays defense. They didn't need a shooter. Like, I guess you can say they need a shooter because Giannis can't shoot. But it doesn't matter if Giannis can shoot. They just won a chip like two years ago. Yeah, they they have they have. And then the they man- fired their coach. They were like thirty three and nineteen or whatever. Being an NBA coach is the most insecure job in the world. Yeah, they were. What, what seat are they? Right now. Yeah. Like three. They just fired and they the- fired him. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bulls kept Billy Donovan. Still. They were like twenty seven. In- they had twenty seven wins, maybe seventeen losses, something like that. And they, yeah, they canned them. And they, who'd they just hire? Oh, my God. Um, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. The worst playoff coach in the NBA in the last decade. Yeah. Don't get that bad. It, it, don't give him a lead in the series. <laughs> no. He will find a way. A 3-1 lead with Doc Rivers? You're, Death go, sentence. Go home. Yeah, you're done. He can't close. No. Uh, I don't know. It's just stupid to me. It, But I, I think Lillard, it's just not something they needed. And it's even showing that he, he looks older now. Yeah, um, I mean he has he's for some reason an all star starter right now. Curry didn't even make the game. I will say people are complaining that oh he should have started over Shines, but I think the starter being shy is yeah that's totally fine. But he didn't make the all star game. End of sentence. Like what? Yeah, first time in, that I can remember since it, 2013. Yeah, that. How is that possible? I've watched basketball at that point. That's probably when I was. I w- actually, I watched 20... Basketball was the first one I got into. I watched D-Rose and all of them, but still. At he that point... still, in my opinion, the best point guard in the NBA, talent-wise. Yes. Shea's having a better season, obviously. But, yeah, Shea, you can start. Steph's got to be in the All-Star game, guys. Thunder are going to be so nasty. They are. I want to talk about it, though. Uh, Luke had 73. He had 73 tonight. Just passed Joel Embiid's 70 ball the other night, also. Uh, as well as Cat's 63. Do you think 70 today is the same as it was back then? Definitely not. Yeah, the answer is obviously no, because you have you have these guys scoring 70. You've had – who scored 70? Joel Embiid, Devin Booker, yeah. Luka. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 did Dame have 70? Or he did. He did have a 70 ball, or at least close. Uh, Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell had a 70 ball, yes. I think that's the against list. the Bulls. But still, you have you. I saw a stat of like seventy point games. There were seven from nineteen sixty to nineteen ninety five. There's been seventy since nineteen ninety five, or not seventy seven, <laughs> seven since nineteen ninety five. So wow. the, yeah. So take you know a thirty five year span compared to like twenty two. Quite a bit of a difference, you know. And that was with Will out there anyway. And no three pointers. Yeah. So, but it's it just goes to show that I like I see seventy now and call me crazy, but it's it's like this. I'm like okay, like Embiid scored seventy. I was like cool because all the NBA now is now is scoring. And I was saying like I know you you haven't been watching a lot recently, have you? I'm getting pretty sick of it, man. It, really it's, it's not as fun anymore. But uh, I I was saying if anyone's gonna just go off this year, it's gonna be against the Hawks because the Hawks don't play defense. A team scores like a, they. Have, Teams score 140 on them. Their games are always 160 to 145 with yeah. them losing. 
Like they have a great offense, but none of them play defense. And they don't even like they don't even like try to get you to believe that they try to play defense. Yeah, it's it's just sad. It's it, that's why it sounds weird for seventy. Like it's like okay at this point, or a fifty bomb. I'm not impressed by fifty at all anymore. No, it happens so often. Fifty happens so often. Like it's a good game, but I saw Sadiq Bay score. <laughs> Was it Sadiq Bay? That scored fifty a few years ago. I think so. Yeah. And to me, that's I don't know. To me, it's just it's not as impressive anymore, and it doesn't show. And even with like triple doubles and stuff, it's cool, but it's like no one's playing defense. Didn't Anthony Davis just have a triple double and he played like garbage? I probably. I think he was like awful from the field, and he had like thirteen points, ten boards, and like however many. I think blocks. triple doubles are overplayed. Or it was it might it was assists probably, but I saw, I just saw the line on Twitter. I don't remember these exact stats. But I think it was not very impressive. The only impressive triple doubles right now are Jokic, and that's because he just casually will go out and get like seventeen rebounds. Like yeah, like the ones assists. where you get twenty boards and over twenty points are really cool still to me. Yeah, twenty boards is tough. Yeah, no, I agree. But the ones where it's like you have eleven points, eleven uh, like eleven assists, ten rebounds, or something like that, and you're literally hunting for the triple double. I'll say Russ Stapp had a lot to just hunt for. I got it. Yeah, I got a triple double. Congratulations, but if you're not, you're the seven seed in the West, Ross. Congrats. Yeah, like I don't know. I think it's <laughs> overplayed, and I I'll agree with you. Basketball is just not as fun because I college like, basketball is still awesome. Yes, but NBA basketball. Listen, I like seeing those explosive performances, but they lose their touch when they're not rare like they used to be. Like when yeah. you saw someone score sixty ten years ago, you were like, "It's gonna take someone scoring a hundred to be like, wow, that's awesome." Yeah, and it's not gonna happen. And I'm gonna say this. Leading on to that, um, I don't believe Will actually scored 100 points. <laughs> There's no footage the cons- on this. I'm seeing, I'm seeing all things on Twitter. It's like, uh, <laughs> you see, they have footage of like 1940 this, yeah. 1910 this. Prove it. He did not score 100 points that night. I promise. There's people in attendance that say he did. There's no three-point line. How are you going to score 100 with no three-point line? I scored 100. You're going to have to have 50 dunks. That is not happening. Yeah. It didn't I, happen. I think it happened, but I will say it is fishy. There is no footage. Yeah. But there is, I will say, they do have a live radio broadcast call of the game from when it came out. I don't know, man. It checks out, too. I just don't think it happened. You're hating. I am hating. He would get smashed around in today's NBA. He smashed around. He did smash around. But. <laughs> he had a good time. 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. anyway, talk about Luca though. Is everyone's talk with how the NBA is going? Everyone's talking. Oh, LeBron's scoring record will never be broken. Things like that. It's a long stretch right now. But by the end of the year, Luca's gonna have twelve thousand points at twenty four years old. Yeah, holy moly! And He's well on his way. It'll be his sixth it, season. Uh, LeBron's scoring record is gonna be broken. I think with, with how, how the game is, yeah. I think that is a record. People are saying it's untouchable. It was touched by LeBron, and it comes down to the same thing: as a player comes in young and they just score a lot. And it will take longevity, but I think Luca has the potential. Out of any player right now, he has the best potential of to be in a goat conversation. Yeah, I mean, he's unreal. And I, I mean, you can argue Jokic too, but Jokic is like twenty. He didn't really blossom. Yeah. Till, yeah, you have Luca who blossomed immediately, and if Luca can just win some titles, especially with the team that's around him, if he can win some titles, it that's all he'll need really, because mm-hmm. he already shows that he's probably the best scorer if not one of the best scorers uh in the league uh his defense is all right but uh, yeah yeah, but like who does anymore you know yeah no no one plays defense anymore defense doesn't mean anything it does but you know 
It should. It should. But I mean, his passes are great. He can get boards down there. He's just some of his passes are some are gorgeous. Crafty. Yeah, uh, I saw one where he was just driving and just behind the back, kicked it out to the corner, and I was just like, man, that. How do you see that? Yeah. But it's. I think if anyone has the chance to be in the goat conversation, it'd be Luca, and that's not saying he will be. But if everything goes right, he has the potential and he has the ceiling to be up he's there. He's probably the only guy who has a shot at the scoring record right now. Yes, and he's. he's I will say he's one. Of Maybe Shea. He's one of the most talented players I've seen. But even he took him into blossom. He was on the Clippers for a year, I believe. Yeah, he was. And even then, he averaged like nine. Mm-hmm. So like a season like that, kind of, you know. You're right. Yeah, I I agree. For I mean, sure. Luke out of the gate was 25 points a game, and the- I I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say this right now. I think he probably will do it as long as he's healthy. Yeah, he's in his sixth season at 12,000 points, so that means it'll take. Uh, and if he plays to his like 20th season, he'll be right on pace as well. Yeah. And that's right now not in his prime. His prime year, he's going to jump in points. Last year, he scored 2,200. This year, he's on pace to score like 25, and he's 24 years old right now. Yeah, he's got – Like, he has his whole prime. Mm-hmm. Like, this is still this is still a young player. This is still, for the NFL, some of these players being drafted. Even the Rookie. Kenny Pickett was 24 this year. That's what I'm saying. And this is Luka Doncic. This is sixth, sixth season. season. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think Luke is one of the most talented players I've seen personally. Yeah. He just knows how to create space. He knows how to create shots. It's that simple, really. Yeah. His, his vitamin D levels off the charts. His <laughs> cholesterol is crazy. Yeah. But that's not good, is it? Probably no, not. His cholesterol is crazy healthy. Crazy healthy. He's crazy. He's crazy big. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just – the NBA hasn't impressed me as much recently, and I haven't had as much fun as before – even the NFL, I think, was very mediocre this year. Yeah, the product of the game wasn't good with all the quarterback injuries. I think, ever, I don't know, all these leagues are trying too hard to market a lot of these things, and it's kind of ruining the product of the game where a lot of the like longtime fans aren't having as much fun. I get it, like international games, NFL, but they're always they're always crap. It's, yeah, it's and always like, jet It takes away players. one game from a season ticket holder. And it, that's the most unfair part of it to me. To me, in the home game, too, but it's just giving jet lag. Like, to, like if, to the, if London wants to have a damn NFL team, like, make one. Get the Jaguars. We don't care about Jacksonville. Yeah, get the Panthers. Yeah. But, like, don't make the damn Bills fly over there and then have Milano tear his damn ACL just because you wanted to. Because yeah. you wanted to play a game in London. Uh, do you want to shit on him? I'm just going to say this. Um, we'll make it brief for this. It's time to fire Granado. Yeah. It is well past his time shit to go. Shit him. Yeah, he's got to go, man. He's so out of touch with the roster. Um, they all love him, but, like, these guys are offensively skilled, and they're trying to play defensive hockey. After they said they were done doing it, just not cool, dude. Not good. And it's making the guys look bad. And it's a very talented roster. We saw that last year. And they've gotten better over the offseason. And it's just, it's a dumpster fire right now. I don't know what to say. I can completely agree. Uh, I am also trying to help Yulia with an assignment that she has to submit by midnight. That's what was happening there. But I do agree that it has been kind of a dumpster fire. And it took how like two months for us to win two games in a row yeah uh, ridiculous which is absurd especially with the talent pool you have there it has to come down to coaching you're not making correct line changes things of that nature like you're if what's if what you're trying is not working stop trying it yeah and, and it, like it's too damn late now yes season's over 
and we're going to make a late push. I guarantee we'll make a late push when it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then we'll be like, oh, we missed the playoffs by five points. and it's, it's We're still on pace to be good here. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah, I, I'm tired of trusting this damn process. Sabres have been too bad for too long for me, and mm-hmm. they, have the, they have the talent to make the playoffs. They have talent to be a good team. The thing is, is they're playing. They have they're getting the same amount of wins as when we had shitbags out there playing. Yeah, like this is not a seventy-five point roster. No, it's just not. It just. Ugh. I, I I will say I'm actually starting to get into hockey, but it's very hard to get into hockey when it's like, oh, we're gonna score six goals, win six zero. Oh, we're gonna lose by eight this game. Like, to a bad team, they'll go out. They'll go into freaking Boston or Toronto and win. Yeah. And they'll lose at home to, like, the Sharks. And it's like, dude, what the hell? Such a winnable game. It's just so frustrating. They play San Jose tomorrow, and they're just I – don't, I don't see them winning because they just won their last game. So that's just how it works. They're going to lose this game. And they're terrible. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, you can tell I'm just frustrated with them. <laughs> how can you expect to – beat teams in your division that are a little older like Boston and Tampa by playing their same style of defensive hockey. And Tampa's not even playing defensive hockey. They're high flying also. They're just old. But like you got to like find your niche like you're a high flying offensively skilled team that's meant to outscore opponents. Yeah. And you're trying to win games one nothing. Where does that make sense? Like we have good defenders, but you need to just shoot the puck. Like, yeah, that's the, the thing that bothers you is they overpass. Yeah, if, if you get off these shots, congr- like they're what they're doing is they're like, we're going to have three opportunities a game to score. Mm-hmm. If you shoot it 35 times, you're going to score at least three guaranteed, maybe more. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's, it. that's what they did last year. They just peppered goalies, dude. Peppered them. Goalies Jeff Skinner get- shoots the puck 100 times a night. Yeah, and listen, as a go- I say as a goalie, but if you're a goalie, if you're getting peppered all night, you're getting tired. Mm-hmm. Like if, Pressure gets on. Yeah, if, if you, you just have to defend, 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 you're going to get a rebound. You're going to get something, maybe an unlucky bounce. Not everything goes your way. If you get shots off, you're going to score goals. The most yeah. important thing, the most important stat, I think, if you outshoot your opponents, you're going to win. Yeah, it tires them out, and, you know, it's just simple concept. The more you shoot the puck at the goaltender, the less time it's in your own zone. Yeah, instead but we'll, if you dump and chase every single time down the ice, the opponent possesses the puck. Yeah. Congratulations, you'll make six passes. The problem is, normally what, what we've been doing, you'll have like, pass, pass. Oh, Cousins gets the puck. He passed it right to him. Oh, three on one. Yeah, oh, and especially goal. with two young goaltenders, it's just not a situation no. you want to put those guys uh, in. Okay. They've been doing a good job for the situation they've been given. Okay. I will say that. That's not, that is the least of our worries is goaltending. You know, I agree. Levi uh, has actually been playing pretty solid in UPL. UPL's been outstanding. Yeah, he's been great. But it's it's a long uphill battle if we don't move on from our coach. Yeah. And the assistant coach, please leave also because he runs the power play, Matty Ellis. It cannot be worse. Yeah. It's got to be the worst power play in hockey. Yeah, and the assistant assistant coach, you're out there too. <sighs> the Pagula, sell the team. I wish they would because I, all they do is focus on the Bills and I, it just I annoys as me. A, as a Bills fan, it's it's one Buffalo, but it's not just that's the only Buffalo. Yeah. Like, they ha- they don't care about the Sabres, it seems like. They really don't. They, you, if they did, they'd try to establish the same culture. Yes. They just don't care. All right, last thing I have. Um, 
Med Connected Franchise tonight. Well, you have Brandon versus Devin Williams. Big game. Yeah, Huge big game. game. Uh, shout out. Uh, so we we started one with uh, Travi Patty, who's been on here. Uh, Travis, shout out. Uh, we started the Connected Franchise on Madden. And uh, right now, Brandon and I are 5-0. and We play next week, right? That's right. Yeah, so it's been a great time. He has Anthony Richardson passing for 1,000 yards a game. Uh, and I have C.J. Stroud normally throwing three picks but having about 400 yards. So That's right. Yeah, we're, we're excited. We'll keep you updated. Yeah, totally. But past that, I think that's all we have for the booth review this week. Yeah, it was a good first episode. Pretty lengthy, but that's fine. Yeah, until baseball adds a salary cap, I'm skipping them. Uh, <laughs> so. We can get into baseball next time. Let's talk about baseball. We'll talk about baseball next time. Cool. All right. Anyway, hope you guys have a wonderful night. Uh this has been a great time. We're going to have to edit out a few things. I mean, by the time you're listening, you won't know. Brandon said a few vulgar words. But <laughs> anyway, thank you guys. Uh, deuces. Bye.